0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: One and 630, doing a doubleheader run-by at the 2017 NRHS Convention, and that's going to start out our show. Welcome to Let's Talk Train. We're glad to be back on the air. We're we're doing a a fun show, just for the fun of it, for those that have missed the show, that want to be a part of the show, and I'm with my host, Chris Gensler. Chris? Hey. Hello, everybody.
2: This is the amazing Chris Gensler, who right now has... (laughs) One million five hundred and thirty one hundred and twenty point one rail miles, on his eighty five forty seventh day of sobriety.
1: Isn't that freaking awesome, Chris? That's amazing because you are the amazing Chris Kinsler. So today we're going to talk about uh, we're going we never did review the twenty seventeen NRHS convention. Chris usually gives uh, his pre convention activities, convention activities, post convention activities. We're going to cover all of it. We're going to uh, also let you know what's going on around the, the NRHS convention uh, this year and and next year, what little we know, and um, uh, just try to share as much as we can. So if you'd like to call into the show today, the number is different from last time. The call-in sh- number is 646-668-8094, 646-668. Eight zero nine four. All right. So, really, without further ado, uh, your host Skip Waters, co-host Chris Gensler, uh, take it away, Chris. How was how did how did it go when you came to the convention?
2: It went excellent. But first, we got to get there. So I took I took two airplanes to get me there, since Amtrak couldn't get me there this time. So it was a Southwest Airlines flight eleven forty nine that took me to Phoenix. And then from there, it was another Southwest Flight 3285 that got me to Nashville where I stayed at the uh, Days Inn and uh, spent my first night after I got the rent-a-car, which I used the whole time I was there. Got a really good price on it. Nashville's a real nice place. So the next morning, I got up at 5:45, packed up the room, and headed out across Tennessee, taking Interstate 24 south to Smyrna for my first depot of the morning. I shot. It's a formal North Carolina and St. Louis depot at Smyrna, and then I drove to Murfreesboro for another North Carolina and St. Louis station, where I also found the local CSX power. Then I took a wrong turn, but then headed southwest, and I uh, made my way to Tullahoma. Now, for people who know me really well, Tullahoma, you know, think about it, Jethro Toll Tullahoma, <laughs> seemed, like a, seemed like a great spot to go to.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I caught the SX 5277 West in good old Tullahoma, and then shot the station there and a caboose. So I stopped at McDonald's for some more for breakfast. From there, I went on to Cowan. Now, Cowan has a railroad museum there, but they weren't open. It's a 1904, again, North Carolina and St. Louis wooden and Frame Depot at Cowan. They have two speeders out in front. They have a steam engine, a Cherokee brick and tile 242 Number 1. They have a flat car, L&N flat car, have a... N.C. and S.T.L. Bay Window Caboose. They also Mm. have an N.C. St. Louis 44-tonner number 100 and a boxcar. It's a real nice place. While I was about to leave, I heard a horn, and he came through town, CSX 7827 at Cowan. So I managed to get another CSX train there, so I was doing pretty good with the CSX. From there, I drove down to Chase, Alabama. And uh, this place, uh, they gave me permission to look around, so I started looking around. So they have a Mercury and Chase X Lackawanna S2, number 484, there. The Chase Station is another North Carolina and St. Louis built one. They have an Al- ALCO RSD 18652. Heavyweight southern equipment, and then I looked down and I saw a thing about filmed if trespassing, so I decided not to go shoot everything at this museum decided to play play it safe, so I shot their passenger train on the other end of it was an alco s two twenty one thirteen and then once I shot everything, I headed from there. Made it through Chattanooga, but I lost forty-five minutes to bumper-to-bumper traffic. I made my way to Townsend, Tennessee, which was the next stop of the day. The little railroad there has a museum. They have Little Railroad Number of Company State Twenty-One Forty-Seven. If you're following me on, just go to that first story on the website. You can do that, people. And they have a logging crane. They have a steam tractor there. It was a real nice little museum. And from there, I was going to go to Dolly World, but I forgot my uh, good directions I had had had. And, of course, there were no signs directing anybody from Dolly World coming in from the south. So I just headed to Knoxville to the Super 8 for the night. But that night I had the Southern Railroad, 154 night photo session So that's what we're going to do next So I hit KFC And then parked in the Roots Chris Steakhouse parking lot And then made my way down to the river You can see the southern 154 there We're going to do a night photo session with it And then we're also going to have the rides the next day on it They also have the Chattanooga Traction Company Number 4 in beautiful southern kind of a style paint scheme because it was a subsidiary. So I got down there before the majority of the people. The Tennessee Riverboat Company, the star came by, and it's a paddle wheel boat, so that was always fun to see. And then we then would try to wait until it got dark And as you can tell by my results, my results were good, but it never really got dark enough to do much of anything with it. The actors were wonderful. They had brought in to do it. So I went back to the hotel early. I kind of was knocked out. So next morning I got up early. I went back down there. On the way there, I shot the Southern Railroad Station in Knoxville, Then I parked down by the riverbank. I was the first person at the engine which worked out wonderfully for it. So I got some sunrise pictures of the engine as the sun, and then sure enough, you get down there early enough, here came the freight consist backing down, down all the way in with their Knoxville and Tennessee 2241 switcher that would be on the back of the train to pull things around when we needed such things. So we had our usual safety meeting we do inside the car, and then there was free food and drink in the concession car for our leisure. We left at 8:15, and we do some scenes of us as we make our way to the first photo location, which is where the two bridges come together to meet, make the big um, Tennessee River, where the Holstein and the Tennessee River, and there's a very high bridge. So, the first pictures you see are from the cemetery, and then we moved down to the water level and we walked across somebody's property with their permission and We got these beautiful run by pictures and uh, mm-hmm. one of these ended up on my calendar for next year. It was just such an outstanding picture and
1: Chris, uh, uh would you take this moment to go ahead and plug that site so? If anybody's listening,
2: they want to follow along with what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, www.trainweb.org slash Chris. And go to the, um, hang on here. Let me tell you where to go to. Go to the 2016 to present page, and you can just go down and find it. What we're talking about here. It's the Southern Railroad 154... Uh, what did I call this thing here? I'll go all the way back up to the top for you people. Photographer Charter Photo Freight. And
1: uh, All right, thank you.
2: These people do a really fantastic job. They're the ones I just did that one up in Illinois with that we showed in Saginaw, in fact, last week. So the people in Saginaw mm-hmm. got the people before my Orange County group did. So we shot it on the big bridge, and then we moved to another place where we could get up on a porch and got it crossing that. So we go to part two of the story for that one. And then so we get a little bit higher elevation, and just a beautiful morning with it. And they really do do a fine job of running these charter trips down there. And then, of course, we're going to bring in the actors for the graveyard. And this is a picture that we have called Mourning the Dead. And you see the actors in ones in the military uniform and ones in the black. And they just did such a great job making it believable in front of the tombstone. And then we went down the rail. We went down to our next photo location. And this time, our little girl, who was in the bright red dress, had her hands behind you, and then she's waiting for the train with her boy coming back from war, and the bag comes flying off. They get in the room, hug, and then, of course, the leg comes up, and we know how happy she was to see him. and then they walk off. So we did that one about <laughs> three different times, and it was really good, and... You know, they did it perfectly each time. Lake comes up all times and so now we're gonna to go to part three where we went to another location down the tracks for more run bys. And like I said, these people kept the run bys coming. And mm-hmm. for two hundred and fifty dollars by this point I already felt like I had gotten my money's worth when you consider the act you know, the two actors and everything else. So you just look through these pictures They're really incredible pictures And lots of fun Then we did the one where we had the We had the hike to get to the road to shoot it Of the freight train mm-hmm. coming up from the gap And then we put the, got the actor in the picture And we did that Then we went to the one where we all got really tight together you get to know your friends on this these photo trips. So we get one from the right side and one from the left side. Then the last ones we did were at the wa- outside the Waterworks plant in uh Knoxville. And then from there that was done. So I said goodbye to my host and stopped at a Hardee's and then headed to Glen Mary on U.S. 27 for some North Fork and Southern action at Glen Mary. And then from there I went up to Stearns, Kentucky for the night there and then that's when I discovered on the Weather Channel that the high winds and hail and all that was going to be up at the big the Blue Grass Railroad Museum where I was planning to go on to take pictures and ride their train tomorrow. And they were making it sound like all hell was going to be breaking loose up there. So instead of doing that, Mm -hmm. I decided let's go up to the rat hole and go shoot some pictures and ride the good old trains in Stern, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So the next morning I got up, and of course the McDonald's in Whitley City had no power. So I was either drive back down to Oneida or drive up to Somerset. And since I knew I was going to take pictures in the rat hole, I drove up to Somerset and drove straight to the McDonald's there and enjoyed my breakfast. I saw a huge thunderstorm heads to the north. I knew I made a good choice of things. I returned to Cave Springs Road to get my... I first missed the tail end of a southbound train, but I didn't have to wait long. Because here came a northbound train through the famous rat hole, and underneath the bridge, <laughs> really high bridge. So we shot him. Then we went to the Kino Road Bridge, and this was the road bridge where Chris Parker and he, and I discovered the last time we were here that people who get tired of their home computers would drop them off this bridge. Really. But Yes, it was a computer graveyard down there when we were back there for the Chattanooga Convention. But at this time, nobody, I guess they all got done dumping them off the bridge or something. So it just made some really good change. So then I drove back to a road called Parker Lane from Chris Parker and uh, got a freight train there coming north. Then I drove to Warburg Lane and caught another one. And I caught that train I saw leaving Cave Springs Bridge when I first got there in the morning. And the last train I got was a rail train, which was really kind of cool. So from there, I drove back to Stearns for the train, Big Fork and Scenic train. And this time it was a nest... SW, let me find it here, because it's very different from what it used to be. It's an SW-9. They used to have an SW-105 back in when Parker and I rode it back in 2007. But it's we caught another train on the hole right when we left, and then we curved down into the valley and through the tunnel, by the Blue Heron, little township there, and then uh, made our way down to, we went down the new track, we built track, as we the and then we get down to Blue Heron. And I was kind of zonked, so I just stayed on the train after I got a Coca-Cola to keep me going. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of rest. And then after that trip, I went to Arby's and bought my dinner, and I watched an NCIS marathon before I called it a night.
0: <laughs> right. So
2: the next morning, I I had talked to Steve Barry, and we decided to meet up here. And what we did was I stopped in Rockwood first and shot the Southern Railroad, third. 347X caboose there and then took US7 up to Crab Orchard where the grade crossing at the Lo- Lois plant, plant I found Steve Berry and Mike, Mike Burkhard so as we're sitting there the Lois B23403 was using as a plant switcher so he was uh, coming out but not far enough for us to get pictures So since the freight train had not appeared, I drove down to the plant looking for one, and inside the plant at one of the gates, I found the U23, the B234021 incomplete complete Loist North America paint. Now, this railroad runs from Rockwood to Crab Orchard. It's on the same track we took from the convention out there, but there's a gap missing from Monterey to this point that they have taken out. So we basically Uh just sat there and waited for the train to come out. He would pull out, but then he would back up, pull up, back up, pull up, back up, pull up, back up. Pull up, back up, and finally he pulled up, and then he started going. So we went down to our first spot was a little bridge. And Mike got down on one side, Steve was in the trees, and then they both managed to duck so they wouldn't be in my picture. That was Ashburn Drive. We, I then headed to the price, price Loop. I waited by myself for the train. They waved to me when they came by but didn't stop. So I got a shot there. I found them again what, two minutes to the Piney Creek Bridge. This is a real nice high bridge. And then from there we went to the Willow Hoist Tunnel and drove drove in there and parked. And the train crew had to use chainsaws to cut up some trees before they could perceive. But once they did, we could see the lights on the tunnel, and then finally here they came through the tunnel, and that shot was on my calendar last year. From here, I then made a quick trip back to the Days Inn Hotel. Started converting the pictures for my first story of the trip. Elizabeth then called saying that she and Bob were at baggage claims. I closed the computer and drove to the airport to pick them up. From there, we drove straight out to the Lebanon for our Music City Star trip. So... I had wanted to read the musical Star Trip. And uh, another book Bart's working on that should be done in a couple of weeks is The History of the Nashville and Eastern. And that one is will be available on Amazon here in a couple of weeks. So if you went on that trip last year, you can finally get a real good book about it. So we stopped by the Lebanon station and got a concrete mile marker. And then, sure enough, here came the Nashville Star Commuter train with their F-40s and their X Metro cars, and we boarded. And we took that train. There's a picture of me and Elizabeth and me and Elizabeth again. And uh, we just took the train into town. And then because of uh, me not having the current schedule, the next train only went back as far as Mount Juliet. So you buy your tickets from the conductor, and we told him we were going to Lebanon, but he informed us we could only go as far as Mount Juliet. So he came back with tickets to Lebanon and told us to to wait 30 minutes for the next train to arrive in Mount Juliet that would take us back to Lebanon. In fact, we were in a quiet car and a nice lady looked up and we saw the signs, but no, hushed tones after that. So during Mm -hmm. our time in Mount Juliet, we shot pictures of each other. There's Bob and Elizabeth and there's the Music City Information Board the half an hour came by really quick, and they came, and then we rode the train, we drove back in, we had a Lone Star Steakhouse down the street from where we needed, where we were at. We returned, we, we wrote the first story, discovered that the FPT was not working on the computer. This was the mm-hmm. first in all the trips after that struggle I studied sent Steve an email because Robin was having the same problem I was. He was out of space. We watched some television called it a night. Mm. So, Bob and Elizabeth, if one or both of you are listening, we can get to the part of the trip that you did with me where the next day, Skip, tell them what we did on, the convention did on 620.
1: 620, well... 620 was a registration day, and and at this point, let me uh, uh, highlight the convention now that we're on that day. Um, If there was a special activity, I wasn't aware of it because I was was part of the convention committee and we were busy uh, getting everybody signed in for the registration room Tuesday. Uh, The the actual schedule of activity started the following day on the 21st, which we'll go through day by day, but real quick, we took a trip down to Tennessee Valley River Museum. So the 4501 630 doubleheader. On, on Thursday, we uh, had two uh, uh, trips that were, how do I say, uh, uh, p- parallel or uh, uh, concurring?
0: Uh, In the same neck of the old, woods.
1: Yeah, uh, we basically went to Kentucky, but one group went to my old Kentucky dinner train excursion, uh, the other group went to the, the historic. Uh, Rail Park in Bowling Green, and then on to the Kentucky Railroad Museum, which uh, I'll talk about the dinner train when we get there. And I know Chris, I think attended the other function, and then no, Friday was uh, Elizabeth. So was the oh, you're with me. Oh, we hopefully somebody will. Elizabeth. I know, and then Alkire was with me too, and Elizabeth. Yeah, we all rode together. Well, we have nobody no, no, represents no. the Elizabeth the,
2: the was on the other trip.
1: She was. Well, we need her to call. Yeah, so she'll tell us she all will.
2: about that, I'm sure, when she gets home.
1: All right. And on Friday um, is when we had all the meetings. It's basically a meeting day, but we did have some, uh, I guess you want to call them, uh, it's an old term, but we call it the spouse program. Um, heritage
0: tour. Uh, we had tour.
1: seminars, uh, yeah, and, and the heritage tour. There you go. And the heritage tour went to the uh, Andrew Jackson's Hermitage, uh, location, and then it went on to, to do the General Jackson showboat. And then Saturday was our big uh, trip to Cooksville where we rode the Tennessee Central on their uh, excursion train to Cookville. Had a great time in downtown Cooksville and uh, we discovered a steam locomotive, uh, the, the 209, which now means something different to me, which we'll talk about at that time. And then that's that's pretty much the schedule. So Chris, I'm going to let you start off with... Um, well, don't time you you to it's take time you get to take a commercial. Take a commercial. I'm going to drop off, and I'm going to come back, so you hold the show for the next okay, I few will. minutes. Is that okay? So, All right.
2: our commercial for you today is the Everett Railroad History Through the Miles paperback book that Dr. Bart Jennings has written. You can get it on Amazon for twelve ninety nine. In fact, you can get one used at a higher price. That doesn't make any sense, but who knows. The route guide includes information on the history and current operations of the Everett Railroad. It provides the questions where you are and what's happened here. And if you're coming to this year's NRHS convention, this book would be very helpful for you to have on that day because it's like Bart's other books. It's a mile-by-mile guide and uh i'm got, i've got mine coming in the mail tomorrow and uh it's going to be a good one so keep an eye out for it that book is co- is out you can get it if you're coming to the convention in cumberland and i highly recommend it people okay now getting back to where we were here oh i got to get back to where we were all right so Bart, I mean, uh, Elizabeth and Bob, if you can call in now, would be a good time. If not, I'm going to do this solo. Okay, here we go. The first part of this trip is when we're doing depots. So, this would include Elizabeth's first trips in Alabama and Mississippi on the way to the Casey Jones Museum in Tennessee. We drove down I-40 to I-65 to Tennessee-96, where we stopped for breakfast at McDonald's before we drove into Franklin for our first stop at the Franklin-Louisville Nation Freight House. From there, we drove down to Franklin to Columbia, where they had a very nice Louisville-Nashville station, built in 1904, and also down here, we had Patriot Rail Tennessee Southern gp 9 1704 at Columbia. From there, we drove down to Mount Pleasant, where we found Patriot Railroad Southern 6955 at Mount Pleasant. Now, we made our way down to Florence, and Bob and Elizabeth, and got to arrive in Alabama in a new state for Elizabeth. We immediately found the Louisville and Nashville station in Florence. Next, we drove across the border into Elizabeth, and... Mississippi Elizabeth's third new states in the last two days because she had never been to Tennessee before. We went to Corinth Union Station, which was served by the Gulf Mobile in Ohio and the Southern Railroads. It's now home of the Crossroads Railroad Crossroads Museum. They have a very nice Gulf and Mobile Ohio caboose here. They also have uh, Kansas City and Southern keeps a unit at the interchange. In this case, the GP forty dash three. 2963 and then there's a real good picture of the diamond and the state union station from the diamond from here we have found one of the big cannons from the civil war in Corinth and we drove back into Tennessee to Selma our next stop for the Gulf Mobile Ohio station there and there's a mural of rock and roll in Selmer. From here, we ha- headed to Jackson, Tennessee, our next stop, and a mural in Jackson opposite the Nashville Tennis, Chattanooga, and St. Louis Station. We next visited the uh, North Carolina and St. Louis Depot Museum. They also have a Chessie Caboose here. They also have a Florida East Coast dining car here, and they also have a North Carolina and St. Louis Caboose Steel Bay 95. They have a hand car on display and a motor car on display, baggage cart display, you get to walk through the interior of the dining car, 947, go inside the Chessica booth, train order semi are on the ground, more baggage carts, a tricolor block signal, some railroad crossing signal, are Frog paintings on the inside of the building. And they have a really big model railroad in this building. So that was a nice stop. Now our next stop, once we found it, was the Casey Jones Home and Railroad Museum. And so I got the history of Casey Jones in this story for everybody who can read. And you can the legend begins and all that. They have the Illinois Central... Four six zero three zero two, which is really Clinsfield ninety nine. So don't get fooled by it. They have an Illinois Railway Post Office car number fifty one, and they have baggage carts in the parking lot. They have the Gulf Mobile and Ohio Pullman Judge Milton Brown, and there's Elizabeth taking a look inside the car. And then they actually have the home of Casey Jones. I introduced her to my. Uh, person at the counter, he knew I was coming, let me in for free. They, Bobby and Elizabeth, showed their membership card. They got in the free. And then we took a look through the museum, which was a fascinating place, and then looked through the Casey Jones' home. And that was really, really nice. They have Did I, uh, Center, speak... caboose, Can 97, I speak caboose Casey Jones?
1: Football.
2: Yes, you may, of course.
1: All right. Okay, I, 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 thank you for holding the show. Uh, I just want to reiterate what Chris saw. If anybody is ever traveling I-40, it's a must-stop at the Casey Jones River Museum. Um, not just to see the museum, but there's also a country inn. There's a great meal stop. But while you're there, there's some other interesting artifacts within the museum that maybe Chris picked up on or not. But um, there's also a plaque for the American Freedom Train uh yep. there. I I I think it I think it's part of the American the original Freedom Train, not the forty four forty nine uh seven seventy five seventy six, but the forty seven train. Um I forget the reason why it's there. Do you remember the reason why it's there,
2: Chris? No, I don't. But it was no, very but nice.
1: But it's to see. but it's there and on display. Um <clears throat> also Uh, you can't find a better exhibit to tell the story of Casey Jones uh, than that museum. And uh, in 2000, uh, I attended uh, the 100th anniversary of Casey Jones at that location, and uh, they did a a great program and also one of Casey Jones' uh, great, 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 I think, third great, grandchildren were there, or definitely two, two down, and uh, he told the story of his, of his great-great-great-grandfather and, and, and how he held on to that, that throttle. So, anyway, I'm just excited about that. And Chris said he got in for free along with Beth and Elizabeth. I had stopped earlier at the museum. They were very accommodating. They said all you had to do was show your NRHS membership, and they were going to let you in during the convention week. And I'm so happy to hear Chris and Beth and Bob took advantage of that. So, uh, anyway, thank you for letting me butt in on that, Chris. You can go back to oh, your – Oh, always. Your previously uh, scheduled here.
2: Okay, so anyway, we finished up K- Casey Jones, and Bob wanted to see the shop buildings of the Gulf Mobile, Ohio Railroad here in Jackson. So we kind of did the best of both worlds here. I aimed to please, so I drove him to it. We found the shop buildings, and then we also found the West Tennessee Railroad C30 5517 and the other one 5543. And then we made a very scenic stop Route US-70 to an unscheduled stop in Town after Bob found a yard on his phone, and we pulled in to navigate. And we found a CSX SD40-28052. We drove the rest of the way to our next stop in Clarksville to see the plane, train display there called the Last Train to Clarksville, the homage to the song by the Monkees.
1: Really, and they, Yeah,
2: and the Clarksville station still stands. In fact, they have a farmer market now open, which was closed. And they have an Illinois Central Caboose. It's a former U.S. Army 907. And Corum, R.J. Corum, has a gp 35 m 3501 on display at Clarksville. So after that, we made our way to White Castle for dinner. Then we drove to Madison for our final stop at the thing. We found the Amaké Station in Manaké. It's one in the tourist train book, so we wanted to make sure we hit that too. And on this day, it was just a day when things just, we wanted to do a few other things, but there was no way we could do it. You can only squeeze in so much into a day and we did good doing all of it, so that was kind of cool. And got back to the days in the FTP Explorer was still not working, but I kept on writing Storny anyway. And the last worst case, I'd upload them either Saturday night at the hotel or when I got home Monday. Okay, so then the next morning, hey, I got a little. Uh,
1: we are getting some feedback on our show. Uh, somebody has responded uh, via email. Uh, You had mentioned the North Carolina and St. Louis Railroad, NCSL. It's Nashville, Chattanooga, and St. Louis uh, Railroad is the the monitor. I don't know if that was on your uh, thing or that was. Yeah,
2: it is. I I called it the North Carolina,
1: but Nashville, Nashville, Chattanooga, Chattanooga. yeah, and,
2: and St. Louis Railroad. All
1: right, just just so we can be accurate, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we stopped
2: at the McDonald's right by us for breakfast, and then we drove to the NRA's hotel for that next morning. We went up to the second floor for the brief safety meeting before we went back down. I had bus three with all my usual passengers plus a few new ones. We left Chattanooga, drove down Interstate 24. We made a rest stop at a Georgia rest area. From there, we made it to the Tennessee Railroad Museum. Where the Tennessee Railroad Museum, you know, first you're greeted by that wonderful Southern SD 40 mm-hmm. 3170. And then, I, of course, I found the two participant steam engines for our day the 638 and the 4501. And then, of course, the Tennessee Valley Missionary Ridge Local, led by Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia GP thirty eight eighty arrived at Grand Junction and when he arrives he normally comes in and then comes in and then backs around the Y but in this case he came in and back straight came straight into the station and then he our train backed in. The two engines came in so we got some pictures of the engines before we got on. And I got permission to get the—I mean, I got in position to catch the missionary local leave again before we uh, all got ready to get on the train, all right? And uh, we used the loading ramp, but I got to the front of that line. And once the train was spotted, they let us board. I took seats and saved it for Bobby, Elizabeth, and I. And this good old Southern Coach Eight Twenty Nine. The train had the Southern, you know, engine, so why not ride in a Southern coach? And that's where right. we spent our time. So of course we uh, left.
1: We left. Grand I want. I want to. All right, let me let me pick it up right here. I'll let you continue. Let me let me just insert my involvement at that. Okay. Um, so I was on the ground crew. I was one of the last people to make sure everybody got on board, and then I took one of those rail fan moments where I I talked to the uh, conductor and I said, is anybody riding in the cab? And he radioed up and found out no. And so I took that, that, you know, that all-important request, may I go up into the cab? And they said, sure. So, boom, I bulleted right up to the front, jumped in 4501, which was leading that day, because we requested it. You know, it, it, it depends on... What engine leads when they run those those two engines together? And uh, yeah, normally folks it's always
2: the six thirty always. Usually lead.
1: it's the six thirty, correct? Correct. Well, we had them put forty five one out front to make it different, and just I don't know, we just wanted to see that engine. So now here's where things don't go so perfect. So 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 I'm turning on my my phone camera. I want to get this on video. I get there. They say, "Are you Skip?" Yes, I'm Skip. Welcome aboard. I climb up, and wouldn't you know it? I don't know if it's the heat from the locomotive, the heat from the day, the heat pressure uh, coming off my hands, but my phone won't video because it's overheating. So I caught maybe a minute of inside cab ride running. The rest of it, I was stuck taking still. Oh, I was just dying. Now I didn't get a lot of cab rides. Um I only had permission to ride to the end of their track before they, you know, went and got on the uh the NS yeah. or whatever whatever connecting track. But But I did get yeah, I did get a good you know, I, I got to go through the tunnel uh and to the other side, I guess in East Chattanooga, that's as far as I went. Then I got out and got back on the train. So so that, that was that was my moment for the day. I had to share that yeah. with you. It's always exciting okay. to get a camera. Very ride, cool. You know? okay. So anyway, we left season, and we an crossed. Now we're on the trip.
2: Yeah, we crossed out <laughs> Chickamon creek, creek west of the museum, and then we crossed the CSX main line. Then we're curving down. We're going by some more equipment they have, and then finally we get the big thing on the museum ground. This museum has a nine- 986 foot long missionary ridge tunnel which was built back in 1858 and we go through that and then we had to make a stop to get onto the belt line so we had to throw the switch that's when you got down and then believe it or not skip right. this was my start of my only new mileage of this con- connection
0: Oh because really? All my okay. north,
2: yeah, all my north fork and southern mainline trips—the two I took out of here—we went out, backed out of the museum, and went that way. This train, when they go down there, uses the belt line and takes the belt line. Oh. And of course, we go through the kudzu plants, and uh, they take over everything, and. You know, we come down, some good shots along the road. So I really documented my new mileage. Went by the Chattanooga Zoo. And then we went by the graveyard, and I noticed in passenger train, I mean, in this month's Trains Magazine, you can see the Andrew Jackson Group steam engine from this museum. I mean, from the cemetery. It's over there, so I'm going to have to look next time I go back. Then You're talking
1: about the, the, the uh, 657 or whatever, the, the Northern, the Dixie or whatever? Are you talking about that? No, that's the wrong town. Wrong town. Go talking ahead. I'm talking about sorry. the
2: Andrews Raiders monument.
1: Right, that one. You can see that from the train. You're absolutely right.
2: You're absolutely right. Yeah. Go ahead. So then You're they had to right. stop because our air conditioning on our southern coast was working too well. But oh. then we kept going, and we finally made our way, and we passed Steve Barry and Mike Burkhardt, and who I chased the lois train with. They were out chasing. We made it down to the NS main line, and we immediately curved off of it. Remember the kuju plants? out oh, there they are. We went to the yeah. dining car, and I, the only thing I could eat was chips because everything had cheese on it. And oh, Bob sorry. and Elizabeth at the table. Then we made our way down to Rock Springs, and it's time to get off the train and... I was the first person off the train. I found Steve Barry, and he said to make the photo line from the bottom of the hill and angle it, so I did.
1: All right. And All right. we
2: had two two very nice photo run-bys there, and it's a team effort when you put Steve and me and the rest of our group together. Everybody knows what they're doing, and we got mm-hmm. some really nice shots. Everybody just commented how nice their shots came out to me, and I said, oh, that's what we live to do for you people.
0: There you go. We went through, mm-hmm.
2: Then we got back on the train, and we went through Lafayette, to where the offices of the Chattanooga and Chukamaka Railroad are, and they have their couple engines in the back. And then we made our way down, and as soon as we got down to the end, we immediately herded everybody onto the buses because we had basically a two-hour and 45 minutes trip back. Plus, it had now began to rain, and Tropical Storm Cindy was making her first appearance on us. So we took the road
1: that was in there.
2: So, we took the road that took us back into Alabama to get on the interstate to go north, and then we took the interstate, and we left Cindy behind for the night. and we would have more Cindy tomorrow, but that was that. And then we let's see, unloaded the bus, I went upstairs, brought some souvenirs from this convention, and then we stopped at Popeyes for dinner and got down, took it back, and wrote story. And the FTP Explorer started to work because Elizabeth had a hot spot and we used it to get onto the to upload the stories. So Great. we killed two birds with one stone there. So that was a very good trip. Uh, long trip, people only got to ride it one way, but all our members were happy with it yeah they were
1: when 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 I got back on the train uh I forget what what car I was working, but uh everybody was enjoying themselves. It was the first big trip of the convention, and we left Chattanooga and went into Georgia, like you said, Somerville. We only had the one run by right uh down in Somerville is that yeah is that the one you remember double run yeah. by at rock springs right right, right and uh like i said everybody was cooperative and then the the photo line is, it, it, the the run by area was a nice location because uh the line you're talking about was way at the end and then and then the ground just kind of swooped up onto a a, a levee or a hill type deal people lined up on that hill uh yeah. to watch the train I mean, and everybody full,
0: full
2: view. could get any kind of a shot they wanted and right, and so,
1: and the we, Tennessee Valley Railway Museum people were fantastic to work with, fantastic to operate with. They were extremely accommodating, so um, that's definitely a trip to take. I know they run that on a frequent basis, if you're ever in that yeah. area, yes,
2: they do, okay, yeah. skip uh, would you like to do a little commercial now for your thing? you have time uh, to as do a matter of it. fact,
1: I wanted to thank our sponsors, yes, uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, you know, Let's Talk Trains is still uh, brought to us by the APRH and F. That's the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation. Uh, they are the reason for the show. Uh, they're 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 the ones that allow us to have this prime time location. So we definitely want to recognize APRHF uh, for um, um, still allowing the Let's Talk Train Show to exist. I know there's not been that many shows, uh, but that might change. You know, like I said, the last show at 24 Hours Saginaw, we uh, let's talk trade's is going through a transition, so I think we're still in transition mode. But uh, Chris and I today decided, you know, let's do a show tonight. Not on our usual time on Saturdays, but hey, it's it's, uh, it's it's kept so you can. Uh, Listen to it at a later time so you can always sit down. To to check out the APRHF, you can go to APRHF.org. APRHF.org. Chris, we can hear you in the background. Okay, perfect. I'll put you on mute for just a little bit, okay?
2: Okay. So Elizabeth is going to call as soon as she's done eating something. So the plan here. I'll put you back on. Yes, the plan here is. Oh, that was
1: me on mute. Okay, go ahead.
2: Okay, you put yourself on mute. I put myself on mute. Isn't
1: that something?
2: Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) So on this morning, we were already. We went to the Waffle House for a good breakfast. Those Waffle Houses have good breakfasts, folks, when you're down in that country hotel. We drove over to the convention. I got new batteries for my radio, and we went to the NRH Lounge where we relaxed and took some pictures. And there we found Paris Hilton, and somebody put an NRHS shirt on her, which made her look much more beautiful than she was before, I thought. And we board, I boarded bus two, and we left at 8 a.m., headed north from in a rest stop at the Kentucky rest area before we drove the rest of the way to Bardstown. And as luck has it, we got up to Bardstown after passing through some rain on the way up that it was not raining when we got to Bardstown. So everybody who was there arrived and stayed on the bus while bus one got their tickets and skipped. Gip made his announcement. The lady from the dinner train passed out tickets to my car, and now we would have time to photograph the train. So a lot of people went into the gift shop, the table. So they have the three ta- table car, kitchen car, another table car, and then the two locomotives. And uh, out in front they have a caboose advertising their place, and they have a nice railroad in there. And then... Uh, we got onto the train, and the tables were there when we arrived, and the buses that were in Bardstown were parked off to the side there. And then it started the light rain, courtesy of our good and dear friend Tropical Storm Cindy. Now, this is my second time riding this train, but the other time I rode it was in December. When basically I wrote a whole line in the darks, so and I had an opportunity to show the features of the countryside until now. So, you know, we started taking off, and we passed some old distillery buildings and then the Kentucky farm scenes and, you know, typical Kentucky scenery and then block signal. We went by the Deetsville station with a caboose where we spotted mm-hmm. Steve Barry and uh, Mike Burkhart And then we went by the T.W. Samuels Distillery Bourbon Warehouses. And they are lined up across the countryside like in Martian Invasion. Mm -hmm. And then we made our way through the trees and by an old loading dock. And we're coming down to the big bridge, the Jackson Hollow Trestle. And that bridge was really impressive. If I came back to my table and found my food was covered for lunch to keep it warm. We had a lunch of roast beef and mashed potatoes, which was completely fantastic. And it was good food, people. And then we went by the Jim Beam Distillery. From the rest of the way, we would go out to Limestone Springs, where they have a Limestone Springs water tower, a concrete mile post, twenty four. Then the engine cuts around and runs by the train and goes to the other end. And then distillery buildings at Limestone Springs. And there's a Limestone Spring, Illinois, Limestone Spring Station. So now it's raining pretty good as we're coming back. But, you know, we could stand on the back platform and not get wet, which is always a good thing to do when it's boring we went back by the jack hollow trestle then we got back and we did the power move again run the power around the train and then they pushed us back into the depot Mm -hmm. and everybody on that trip enjoyed their meal they enjoyed the train ride they enjoyed all their views and let's see what did i say about the rain Oh, yes. And this was when Chris, the car host, got off with the bus drivers, and we arranged to bu- pu- pull the buses up by the gift shop so everybody would walk through the train so that my people got to walk through the kitchen, which, from mm-hmm. what I heard, some of them were very fascinated by the kitchen, and people kept on having to push them through it, you know what I mean, to get them off. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm,
1: and
2: mm-hmm. Uh, we. Uh, had rain down to about bowling green and then it kinda stopped and then we made another rest stop at the Welcome to Tennessee Center. And then we went to some Nashville stop and go traffic because we were going back to rush hours. And we I got to see what the Nashville Predators play and the Tennessee Titans play. And then we returned to the Nashville Airport. We did the clipboard to Bob and then went to the lounge to kill time. Elizabeth was ten minutes away. She did all she needed to do when we got back and we had another great day despite Cindy. We had an excellent time on my old Kentucky dinner train.
1: Yeah.
2: Skip let me let me share my
1: I, Yeah, let me let me share that. First of all, Chris, I'm I'm following along with you. I see that funny photo of you and uh, and, and uh, that, uh, what's that what's that model's name? Uh, Paris Hilton. 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 Paris Hilton. If y'all go to Chris's uh, trainweb.org slash Chris and y'all log on to this particular day, you'll <laughs> see Chris with Paris Hilton. The Paris Hilton, which the hotel provided a model of for us and we had fun and put the NRHS Rail shirt on. Anyway, my experience, Kentucky did a train. Again, Uh, I'm a worker bee for the convention, so uh, I was in charge of that day um, after Chris and Elizabeth helped me get everybody on the bus. Well, Elizabeth did go, but I know Chris helped. Bob helped. Actually, Chris and Bob helped. But Chris, you were in charge of the other bus versus the bus I was on. Yeah, so um, uh, you're right. We got up there in uh, a good time. Uh, The rain was threatening, if not happening. I know it happened while we were on the train. Uh, First of all, People, if you've never been to this uh, dinner train, I recommend it. It is first class all the way. Uh, there's nothing slouchy about it. Uh, when, when you get your ticket, you come into a, a depot area, which is more a reception area. They have a bar. Uh, they do have souvenirs if you're interested in that. But it's a really refined uh, experience. It's not your hobo holiday. You know, this is an upscale Pullman class. Uh, fair, so uh, once they announce all aboard, uh, a, a very unique boarding deal. You actually go through the building and walk right onto the train because the train is parked dead into the building. So you don't you don't board from the side, you actually board from the rear of the train. and now, you, you if you were my part
2: of the train, you had to get off, but because of the weather, they let everybody walk through the train. Right. Um which was very kind of well, them to do that.
1: Well yeah it was. It was. Typically, so, um, pre yeah, you have pre assigned seats and so you sit down and it's usually a four top and you get a view of the window and uh so we take off, uh, you know, it's I forget if it I think it was a five course uh, meal or definitely three to four uh it was know, a five salad. Five course yeah, you you your your basic uh, salad appetizer main course desserts uh you know iced tea or me uh coke or soft drink and um uh fully dressed wait staff uh that came out and served served you and 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 gave you your choice of uh entree which i think was pre pre-selected and uh it was a very enjoyable ride the other thing that chris mentioned that i also was fascinated we're in kentucky we're in bourbon country So we're going by these bourbon distilleries. I mean, going right by them. Obviously, the railroad services these these places, but you can just imagine the commercials with the big barrels and all the the bourbon that's being distilled or or housed, ready to mature and be sold. So we went by several things of that. And then when we got to the end of the line, uh, the the power uh, took off. And and ran around the train, so we got to watch the the power go by the train. There were some quick photos out the window for that hookup, and then our our trip back. And uh, the trip was very enjoyable, relaxing, quality, uh, very nice. I recommend it, especially if you have your family and you want to impress them, or you have a date, or your wife, or or an anniversary, or some kind of celebration. It's it's worth your time. So that was my experience, uh, Chris.
2: Okay, has
1: Elizabeth joined us yet? She has not, so we'll we'll come back to her part. the the other The other trip was to the historic rail park museum in Bowling Green, which is which consists of a large L and N station, a uh, Union Station type uh, deal. Although the L and N is the only thing that's served it. But it's very nice. Uh, they have adjoining rooms with um, uh, a model railroad and artifacts. There's artifacts all through the the, the station. Uh, a train set out front with a I think an E what E3 what is it What's
0: out front there? Yeah, um, we'll
2: look at that right now. I'll go to my last okay day. my last day. I drove up there, and of course on my day okay. it's beautifully blue and sunny. And if you go to the Bowling Green Historic Old Park, this is part of what they saw. And they have the display train, which is Louisville E8, which is now just a halt. They took the engine out, and they have displays in it. But the cab, you can still go in there. You can sit in the engineer seat. You can, you know, blow the whistle and horn. And so they have that. Then they have a Louisville and Nashville Railroad completely restored post office car, 1109 built in 1927. Then they have a Louisville-Nashville Duncan Hines dining car, twenty-seven ninety-nine. This is the original Don, Duncan Hines, and that was built in nineteen forty-six. They have a Louisville-Nashville Pullman Towering Pine sleeping car, built in 1940-53. and then you have the Louisville-Nashville Presidential car, built in nineteen eleven. You can get a tour through all of these cars once you pay to do it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they also have an L&N Caboose 6497 here. And then you have the Bowling Green L&N Station. Woman walked me out to the tour that was going on, so Luke was our guide. And here's the pictures of the L&N post office car. Like I said, completely done. Is a view out the front of the train, out of the engine, and hear me as the engineer. We turned mm-hmm. to the RPO car, then we went to the Duncan Hines dining car. Went into the Pullman's Towering Pine sleeping car. See the various rooms in there. Very nicely restored, and then we ended up the car in the presidential car, which was really quite something to see. Then we went into the building and we took the tour. I walked around. They have the mirrors in the old <laughs> waiting waiting room here, and so uh, all people. Chris, we Elizabeth, have
1: somebody. Yeah, it's Elizabeth Erico four two five. That's about Yes. Her, right? Yes. Let's watch it. Let's bring her on.
2: Yeah. All right. So anyway, you keep going through this, and you people can see everything they have in this museum. Complete what they. CSX Freight,
1: 4550. All right. Uh, I think okay. Elizabeth Alkire is joining us at this time. Is that you, Elizabeth?
0: Yes, it is, Stephen, and Chris. Good evening to you. All Good right. evening. Good evening. Can We're you t- tell so happy to have you back on Let's Talk Trades. Thank you. Nice to can be you, back.
2: Can you tell everybody about your day? We just went through everything in the Bowling Green Museum on my nice, sunny, blue sky day. You can start telling Telling what it was like to be there on the Tropical Cindy Day.
0: <laughs> well, yes, the weather definitely did put a damper on things, but I still had a fantastic time. Um, it was the first time I'd been to the state, never mind the Historic Rail Park and Museum, and I'm... Chris has probably already explained this, but it's the former Louisville and Nashville station in Bowling Green with an E8A, a railway post office car, dining car, and presidential car on display, as well as a very nice two-story museum. So I had my umbrella with me, and I made sure I took plenty of pictures outside, and probably got a bit wet, but that didn't matter. And then the museum inside was fantastic. There was a model railway layout of various gauges and uh, a nice extensive gift shop. And then upstairs, lots of displays. Um, I remember there was one on passenger cars, um, dining cars, sleepers, and a lot of um, memorabilia on display. So that was really interesting because I didn't know much about the L&N or railways around Kentucky, so I'd learned a lot there. Then we got back on the bus and drove in the rain to the Kentucky Railway Museum. It was absolutely pouring this day, but nothing was going Mm. to stop me from riding behind a Monon BL2. There are only 59 such engines built and less than five operating in the country, so the rarity of this trip was certainly not lost on me. So uh, we arrived at the station. Um, Lunch was... um, It was subway sandwiches, but it was all laid out under a canopy, which was right next to the state's mercy or thank you boxcar from that France gave every state after World War II. So after lunch, we boarded the car or boarded the train for this rare um, rare excursion and um, we had a run-by, I don't exactly remember where right now, but we had a nice run-by, and I got to not only see the BL2 in action, but hear its very unique horn. Upon return um, from this small excursion, we had time to look around the, again, very extensive gift shop, and I bought a few souvenirs because... It's one of the ways that Bob and I support these wonderful organizations and excursion trains in other parts of the country. Obviously, we can't become members and we can't volunteer, so we support by buying souvenirs, which supports the organization, as well as gives us mementos from our trip and makes us not have to buy things like T-shirts or mugs from a regular store. Mm-hmm. Um, after the gift shop, I walked around the... Uh, the premises, and my main goal was to take a picture of CNO 2716, which I did. It was pouring rain, and it, it, the, the trains run, or the steam engine is undercover, but it was pouring rain as I made my way down there, but who cared? And I just had a fantastic time taking pictures and um, documenting this this visit. And then we got back on the bus and dried off as we made the long trek back to Nashville.
2: Very You're good. you trooper,
0: Elizabeth.
2: Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, she is.
0: She was a Zephyr
2: in her best moments, of course. <laughs> all right, you. so the next day, Skip would be at the hotel most of the day.
1: And so yeah, we, we, had, we t- had meetings all day.
2: Yeah, so we took people out to the Andrew Jackson Hemmages Center and the General Jackson Showboat. So on this day, it's got to be me and Carrie Underwood. And then Elizabeth got her choice of Garth Brooks. Wow, explain that. uh,
0: Well, There was no one else? (laughs) I have no interest in country music, but
2: who cares? Yeah, but um, we went in the lounge for a couple of special pictures and you know, Carrie, oh, I got Carrie Underwood was there in Oh, Darkbrook. yeah, I remember yes. that You're right, You're right. Okay. Yes, So we got that okay. So anyway um, We made our way out to The Jackson Hamidges group And uh, We divided everybody up In the four groups when we were out there My group Got to do the grounds first And then we would go see the movie After we walked through the house so we got out there, and so far on this day, it kind of was a mixing of skies. You know, blue skies. Cindy wasn't anywhere near us at this point. Uh, the Hermitage grounds had been used as a plantation for over 234 years, and wow. then we got to got in there and we got everybody into their groups, and then we finally the movie. So. We made our way through the beautiful flower gardens and then it made sure everybody got their first two pictures of the plantation building in the story and then more flowers and then that ornate thing is where the generals are buried. We went by Uncle Alfred's grave, the faithful servant of Andrew Jackson. Then we came to the Andrew Jackson Grave Shrine. And then, of course, we find General Andrew Jackson's actual gravesite, and then we find Rachel Donaldson's gravesite, it's kind of his common, well, well wife. And then uh, you're not supposed to take any pictures, but I snuck one of Jackson's study. What can I say?
1: Shame, shame. shame yeah, shame, shame on me,
2: shame on me, but I'm writing a story. Oh, and I did not take a flash, or a st- I only did standard for photography. And then I, of course, the film will be on in 33 seconds. And we, my group, got in there, and we were the last group to watch the video. And it was a really good with Robert Redford playing the part of Andy Jackson. And time for a bathroom break. People to use the museum store and cafe to use the bathroom. Now it's time for everybody to see if people followed direction. Everybody did, and we were on our way to our next stop, the General Jackson Showboat. And so I passed out 87 tickets when everybody lined up, and I passed them to them. And I had two, each ticket at a table number, and then I had a few extra tickets, so I went on and got the bus, found the two-bus driver and said, hey, here, come to the show. And they were both very happy I did that. They had been our bus drivers all week. And then, um, so first got to get onto the boat. So there's some pictures of the gangplank. And then you get out on the river. And then here's our table of people. And there's Elizabeth over at one side. And then I went up after I ate. Alex Myers told me the balcony is a far better place to watch the show from. And so I got to watch a show called The Taste of Tennessee, feature music from all mm-hmm. over Tennessee. And it was a very good show. Jimmy Miller, Perry Donalds did their thing. Bob Fortuna did his thing. And then uh, the violin players were quite well. And then, of course, you have the guy dressed up as Elvis. He did his thing. And then... Uh, you know, dueling, singing, and Dolly Parton's music was performed. And I needed a ba- bathroom break, so I went and searched for one, and I found a paddle wheel before I found the bathroom. But then I got mm-hmm. back in there for the conclusion of the show. And it was just a really, really neat taste of Tennessee. And then Elizabeth and I, we enjoyed the. C- Columbia River before it poured down rain some more, Cindy came back and so the boat had to turn around, we went up river instead of down river because they knew the thunderstorms were down river so they were trying to keep us away and then uh, we got back and
1: was uh, the banquet
2: Back to the hotel, cleaned up, and then we uh, came back for the banquet. We did the banquet, and uh, after I paid $4 for a Coca-Cola, stupid move on my part, I went to the vending machine on the second floor and would not make that mistake again. And they forgot to do the prayer, which kind of really was strange considering we were in the Bible Belt of America.
1: I really?
2: had the chicken. Yeah, they forgot to do right. the prayer. hmm
1: I didn't so know. For that. So my
2: dinner uh-huh. I had chicken, but I had to admit it wasn't as good as the show boats.
0: <laughs>
2: After the recognition the division you know, great Rail Heritage grants was collected and the raised thirty one three thousand one hundred and sixty eight dollars <throat> for all of us. And then John Goodman and Sir Robert P. Tuck, and he gave a PowerPoint about the saving of Nashville Union Station from demolition, but not the train shed, which was the largest in America. Once that was over, we went to the days in for the night and continued working on stories. Elizabeth, what do you remember about that interesting day?
0: Well, I I remember I I had an excellent time. Um, the Hermitage was a it was a I think I I am pretty correct in saying that it was the first presidential estate I'd ever been to, and I didn't know much about Andrew Jackson, so it was um, really interesting for me. I just wish I'd had more time because I didn't um, have a chance to see the film, but I I did the house tour, walked around the grounds, saw the shrine and all the, um, the graves. And then went into the gift shop, bought a book about hermitage, as well as a couple of Christmas ornaments. And by that time, it was um, time to get back on the bus and head over to the um, showboat. So it was an excellent, fr- excellent visit to the hermitage, just not quite long enough. Yeah. I really enjoyed the showboat. I love being on the water anyway, and particularly love um, paddle wheels, paddle wheelers. So I had a great time. The weather... I wish the weather would have been better, but never mind. We managed. Um, It was a delicious, um, plentiful buffet. And then rather than um, watch the show, I wanted to to actually just be outside and enjoy the scenery of the Cumberland River and the whole boat and everything else. So I spent my my afternoon just walking around the boat, all decks of it, taking pictures and just soaking in the atmosphere and all all the scenery. And then the banquet was very good. Um, yes, yeah, I, I don't think the chicken was quite as good as the uh, showboat, but that's all right. We still enjoyed it. And the um, the speech by well, the keynote speaker who talked about saving saving Union Station was really interesting. Again, not knowing much about Nashville and any of its rail history, um, that was that was a highlight, definitely of
1: Boy, it was that was a highlight anyway. Yes. So, well, that's um, where I want to come in and say also, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect for the uh, banquet speaker. Uh, I did want to learn about National Union Station, but he ended up being fascinating. And the story about how they saved Union Station, it wasn't just, hey, let's raise some money. I mean, this was – uh, a letter writing campaign like you've never seen to i think uh i I forget if it was a Tennessee state legislature or was it actual congress where they were yeah um, congress I don't I don't remember congress yeah well it was fascinating it was it was some high powered stuff they were soliciting money to save the union station from congress they got some kind of certain kind of grant i don't I forget the name of it uh he had drawings he had um uh you know architect drawings of it uh, Talked about the glass that's inside the the depot and the, the things. I mean, this station it's no longer in use for rail service, although there are some rail tracks outside, but no passenger service. Uh, I think it's a hotel now. It is worth yes, your is. time to stop at this Union Station for a visit uh, when in Nashville.
2: When, but well, we did the um, next morning.
1: Good two mornings and, later. And, uh, yeah, well, that that that's definitely a. Uh, A must-see stop when Nashville, when you go into the the Opry land and all this jazz, if you're a rail buff, go to the Nashville Union Station. You will not regret it. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah.
2: Okay, so the next morning we drove over to the Waffle House, had another good breakfast, and we drove back over to Nashville Airport Hotel for the last time to board the first bus to the Tennessee Valley Central Railway Museum. So I got there, and I turned the group, people loose on the museum, and I walked in and photographed some of the old locomotives hanging around. So there's a Tennessee Central SW-852, and then there's a power for our Cookville trip, uh, T, uh, former Bolesomere on Lake Erie, Paducah, former Paducah GP-10, a privately-owned switcher 98, and then uh, Nashville and Eastern B20-8, eight's down there, and then uh, a crane and an idler car, a Louisville-Nashville RPO, another, bless him, or Lake here Here Erie. <coughs> There's a Tennessee Wooden Observation car, Palm Leaf. And I led them out to the gate and then took my location at the front of the line for boarding. After 20 minutes, they opened up the gate and led us out to the train. And I chose the car for Bobby, Elizabeth, and I to ride in. It was a former Santa Fe car because you could see the kachina behind Bob and Elizabeth. And here I'm pointing out the wall to the kachina. So here's all the people in my car, and then we're just... We had ridden this line already out from Lebanon in to Nashville, and then once we get past Cooksville this morning, we'll start our trip, and then made our way out of the yard, crossed the Briley Parkway, which we knew so well, Mill Creek, and then out into the Tennessee countryside, and rolled hay and all that good stuff, and... Past all the music star stations to Lebanon. And, you know, you're getting close to Lebanon when you pass that giant bowling pin. And this is the line, people, that Bart Jennings' new book about the Tennessee Central will be out in about three weeks. You can purchase from Amazon, too, so it's coming. And uh, go by where the music city star trains are kept. I like that one shot where I got... Two music star engine and the former surf liner painted F-40 lined up there. That's pretty cool. So then we crossed the Carney Fork River a bunch of times and saw Steve Barry Mike Burkhardt a bunch of times. and I'm so happy Trop- Tropical Cindy Storm Cindy left my life for good on this day because it was just a beautiful day to Take a train ride to Steve and the gang again and by the Burke, Burke Baptist Church Cemetery. <laughs> it's a pond along around by the Kudu plant and then we got it uh, Tennessee Central four sixty five is really Louisville and Arkansas four oh three is on display in Cooksville. So a couple of fake
1: No no no, no I I need to I need to step in. That that's incorrect. Yes. Um it's it, it's actually, uh, 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 you said a little bit on Arkansas. Louisiana and Arkansas. Louisiana but the and number Arkansas, is, excuse me. Yeah. But the number is 509. Uh, and the only reason why I know this, you said 403. Unless you have a plaque that says otherwise, it's 509. The only reason why I know this is because of the recent uh, LNA 503 uh, effort going on down in Port Arthur, Texas, recently, where that city almost – Scrap the LNA 503 And if it wasn't for several uh, it's these, uh, uh Nationwide coming in To save it we almost lost a, a locomotive And through that effort We learned about the only other locomotive Out there just like it is the 509 In Cooksville And I said wow we were just there at the NRHS Convention yeah. little did I know So, yeah, so this, very is cool. five, this is the LNA 509
2: Go ahead Okay, so they have a Tennessee Central Caboose there and an l and Caboose and a real nice depot. Then we made our photo run-by lines, and then uh, I shot every car so I could have a cons- consist of the train as the train backed. Across the street, I noticed, noticed Coca-Cola was still five cents, so I love Cookville. <laughs> and then uh, here comes the train ro- roaming into the station here, and... Really nice, and photo run-by number one was done. And then uh, I got over there, and there was no more lunches, so I walked across the street and the ice cream. And then we did the run-by with the uh, steam engine as part of the base for it. So both of these ended up on the calendar. Both of the run-bys from here ended up on my calendar for the year. And then we just had a wee, nice peaceful trip back, and went to the lone Turned our we turned our radios, and we went to lone Longhorn Steakhouse for a fantastic dinner. And that was the end of our N R H S convention in Asheville.
1: So, All right. I'd like to give my rendition of the. Uh, unless Elizabeth wants to go ahead and go first, how was how was your day that day, Elizabeth?
0: There we are. So maybe she stepped was absol- away. No, I'm here. I just ha- oh, I had me on. I had it on mute. It was absolutely fantastic um, to have it nice and sunny and warm. Was wonderful after all the rains we had in the storm. And I am very partial to E units and F units. So a, a trip on the Tennessee Central um, with an E and, with an E and an F was just perfect for me. Um, as usual, I spent most of the time. um, on the train, in the vestibules, taking pictures and just enjoying the scenery. Um, And, of course, we purchased souvenirs on board. Okay, I'm I'm just looking at my notes here. So after we arrived in Cookville, we had the photo run by, and lunch was available too, but run-bys were more important, so we got those done and then had an excellent lunch. It was it was it was nothing like a um, a sandwich and a drink and a cookie or something like that. It was a excellent, comp- comprehensive, for want of a better word, uh, boxed lunch, which we needed and thoroughly enjoyed. And then I went around and took pictures of the steam engine and the cabooses and the other items on display there. Um, and then on the um, we set up for a photo line for the returning train, And as we departed Cookville, a, I had a milestone in my life. I achieved my 20,000th rail mile just as we left Cookville. Very good. Oh, wow, that's great. Congratulations. Yes. So I'm, up, I'm right now up to about 22,500, by the way.
1: Very
0: good. Anyway, All so right. it was well, just you're, a... You're, you're.
1: You'll hit your million in what, another 10 years or sooner, or what do you think?
0: <laughs> who knows? I, I don't have the number of trains in my area that Chris does, so who knows? No, I got yeah. you. Okay. Anyway, so the return trip was just nice and relaxing. Um, I think, Yeah, I think you and I worked on the stories. Yes, and we did. Just, yes, just had a great time riding trains. Um, Very good.
1: Uh, uh, yes. I'm, I, I don't mean to cut you off with anything else or I wanted to give my No, I, I'm
0: ready to do um, Sunday mornings All
1: right. Oh, you did a Sunday morning. Right. We're, we're not done yet. Let me let me finish up Saturday no, so I'm so not going to repeat yeah. what y'all have already said uh, We got on board, train left on time And uh, I noticed the train went pretty fast uh, Especially on the return trip. I mean, we were hauling some butt Um the E-units led the way. I don't know what you call that Santa Fe-looking unit. Uh, Dash 8. Led the way coming back. Dash 8. Dash 8 led the way. And I was in charge of the cab rides. Um, the Just convention, sometimes we're very lucky and we raffle off a cab ride. And so my job was to um, make sure the cab rider got on when we left Nashville. And then somewheres midway, I forget where we stopped, I had to help them get off. Uh, walk him up to the the engine, get the, get the other guy out. Have him walk back, and then make sure the other guy got on. And there was always a photo moment there. Somebody wanted to get their picture. So,
0: then we arrive
1: at Cooksville, and uh, according to you guys, we did a photo run by right there, which yeah. uh, I forgot. Uh, I remember the returning one, but at Cooksville is where I want to highlight. What a great little town! Um, yeah, it was. They were perfect hosts. The uh, chamber came out. They had extra seating, extra benches out for us at their depot, which, by the way, is a small little gift shop of its own, Um, a nice little station with a a porch uh, awning area. I don't know what you want to call it, extension of the depot. And then they had uh, entertainment. They had a one-man band kind of deal. He came and played and sang to everybody, and he was fantastic. It was an excellent touch. And then Elizabeth said the meals were great too. Let me tell you, we shopped the meals uh, caterer and we did uh, advanced tasting, and that meal was fantastic. It, it, it was a box lunch, it was a, a sandwich and stuff, but it wasn't just your, your usual 7 11 off of self sandwich. This sandwich was packed, it was fresh, fresh uh, accoutrements, uh, sides. Uh, it was a fantastic meal. And um, so Elizabeth's right on the mark how fantastic the meal was and then uh there was an ice cream shop across the street yeah and and we told these people yeah we told these people we're bringing 200 plus people to town you better have extra help and boy did they listen because when it came time to pick everybody up i had to go in there and and run up the stores and tell everybody trains boarding trains boarding and uh, sure enough they had at least five people behind that counter and the line was out the door, but they got everybody served and uh everybody had a great time. And then and then the last the last run by was we told everybody it's gonna be coming and when it comes that's your run by and then it's gonna stop and then we're gonna board. And then and then I noticed Chris caught me, I was I was told to relay a message to the photo line at the end and Chris caught me running. Everybody made fun of me running to try to get that message to you guys. Yeah, it was the um, photo run by. Yep, we'll pull the picture by, right. as well. Uh, right. Well, I got, made, I got my picture taken by the steam locomotive, you guys, everybody. I, I've seen that, that, that run by at least four or five times, so it's <laughs> kind of funny. Anyway, yeah. and then, like I said, we got on the train. We're on our way back. They hauled butt back. It was a fast train. We did another cab ride exchange, and then, uh, like you said, that was the end of the convention. Everybody went home. So well, that was yet. my part.
2: So okay. the next morning there's certain things that I could not let Bob and Elizabeth leave without seeing. So we left at six fifteen and drove into Nashville. We first stopped out in front of the Capitol building and there's a nice statue of Edward Carmack out there. Which Bart told me you have to get a picture of him and well he was kinda of like me. He used to be a drinker but he gave it up so I'll give him to and there's a picture of the Tennessee State Capitol <laughs> building. And then we headed over to Nashville Union Station. So here's some pictures of it from the east side. And then we went inside to get the pictures, and it is a grand place. So we next drove over to Centennial Park, where the Nashville, Chattanooga, and St. Louis, not North Carolina, Chris. 484-576 is. See, I got it right that time. Because I have (laughs) it all spelled out in the story.
0: Well,
2: did, don't, we don't shot, you mean oh, the N? Okay. Don't, don't you mean the NCIS? <sighs> yeah, the
0: NCIS one, yeah. <laughs> no. and uh, of course, uh,
2: yeah. That's the steam engine that they're going to restore in Chattanooga. Good luck to them with that. And right. then we had one other thing we wanted to do, and that's the Parthenon. And my kids read the book Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, and then they see the movie which is different from the book. So in the movie, they used the Parthenon. And so there's pictures of the Parthenon. And, of course, you want the real good ones. You get over there across the lake to get it. So we went to over, went back to the Waffle House, and Bob realizes or he thought he lost his cell phone in the bathroom at the Nashville Union Station.
0: Oh so my we God. drove him
2: back over there. He had no luck finding it. Until he looked on the floor of the backseat of the car and found it.
0: Oh, uh, had been God. in the car
2: with us all, all the time. So after we let him have it, we drove over to the bus parking lot since it was Sunday morning and nobody cared, parked there for just a few more minutes to capture a few more pictures. So we got some pictures of National <laughs> Union Station where the train sheds used to be, which would have blocked your view of it. And then we got some CS. CSX Freight Action. And then, of course, I get the CSX train going by Nashville Union Station. That was on the cover of my calendar for this year. And then you get that. And then, of course, I drove them back to the airport for their flight home to Seattle. And I drove to Bowling Green, which we've already talked about. So then, that next morning, next day, I got up and I did laundry now, I did laundry that day, so the next morning I just got up and had a relaxing day before my flight home and turned and we in the car and then had a nice flight home. like tell you how I got home here in just a second, because it wasn't the same way we went. So let's see how we got home from this, because it was not, not on a train, for sure. So let me go down to the bottom of all these Bowling Green pictures. Okay. I had... Oh, I flew back via Las Vegas. So I had Southwest Flight, Flight 380, Nashville to Vegas, and then I read the New Tennessee Central book on the flight I had bought. And on Southwest Airlines Flight 406 from Vegas to L.A., I did Sudoku puzzles. So it was a nice easy trip home, and that's the official end of the NRHS 2017 convention. Yay! So, so, yay! So now let's talk about yay. next year's NRHS convention.
1: Well, let's talk about it. Let me uh, fill you in on what we got so far. First of all, it's in, it's Cumberland Rails 2018 in, in the headquarters in, in Cumberland, Maryland. And... um it's uh this August 8th through uh the 12th and if you'll bear with me I'll run through the schedule. Most of these mm-hmm. trips are sold out. Uh I don't know if everything's completely sold out, but if you no. want to go to nrhs.org go ahead or com, one of the two. Yeah. I think it's .com, Dot com. Do You think there's anything available? I'm going to look NRHS. right. it.
2: I think it's NHS.com or, or. We'll just hold It's on .com. i call my up
1: right now. Okay, I don't need that. Right. You can click over to the convention information and there may be some stuff still left. But uh, Wednesday, uh, well, we, we check in Tuesday on the 7th registration room. Wednesday we're uh, going to ride the Cass uh, Railroad uh, in Cass, West Virginia. And we'll leave early at, at 710. I think Elizabeth and Chris will be our Bus host, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
2: yeah And we
1: are. And um, you are good, good. We're glad to have you on board. And we'll run down to Cass, West Virginia. We'll ride it. We'll switch over to the Salamander um, in Spruce, West Virginia. And then we'll arrive at the Elkins, West Virginia, off the Salamander five fifteen. Uh, I think there are some photo run-bys planned. I'm not absolutely sure. We'll just have to see uh, what's what's going on. Um I also think we may have some cab rides available, but, again, that information will be announced uh, as you check into the registration room, um, and you can take advantage of that. Thursday is uh, meeting day, so we're going to have our meetings. The Advisory Council starts at 8 in the morning, and we run all the way through um, the Board of Directors, the annual meeting, the NHS fund, and we're going to have, for the first time ever, an at-large Membership meeting—we've never really had that before, so this is a new thing. So, if you're just an at-large member and you don't belong to a chapter, here's something that you can participate in, give feedback, have a more intimate deal uh, Also, on that day, starting at 8:45 in the morning, we will have seminars, and we have uh, one at 8:45, 10 a.m., 11:15, 12:30, 1:45, and three o'clock. One, two, three, four, five, six seminars. I don't have the topics in front of me, but um, if you don't want to go to the board meetings, you can uh, get a big education that day. On Friday, we're going to motor coach it up to Romney, uh, West Virginia. Uh, Let's see, am I reading this right? What are we doing here? Yeah,
2: Romney, West Virginia for a trip from Romney to the southern end of the railroad at Petersburg. This is the uh, Eagle, right? Yeah, Potomac Eagle through what, what, the fantastic. Potomac Eagle.
1: T- See, it's not listed the that po- way.
2: Yeah, through the Potomac Eagle Trough. And this is an area where there's no roads into it, and the bald eagles flourish there.
1: Fantastic. All right, so we're riding Potomac Eagle on Friday. And I know that I also were having our night photo shoot, photo shoot. with the Potomac Eagle. Yeah, uh, also, and they, they've done a, a grand deal. And uh, I know the premium coach or the premium car sold out on that train. I think Okay, Bob, still, uh, some, uh I
2: mean, uh, go ahead. Skip. Okay, the only yeah. thing that is sold out here as of right now is that cast trip. Okay. Potomac Eagle, you still got coach. The night photo session, there's still places for people. The Everett Steam Train, there are still places for people. The Banquet, there's still tables for people. And the Scenic Train, I think they've added another car, so now there's more people for that on the Western Maryland Scenic. All right.
1: Okay. So I was talking about – thank you, Chris. I was talking about cab rides. Uh, I don't see it listed on here, so maybe not. But, but it is listed. We will be offering a cab ride raffle for the Potomac Eagle to ride in their diesel engine. And then on Saturday, Chris just mentioned, we're going to be riding the Everett Railroad, which is a, a nice old, uh steam engine. What what kind of engine is that? A 460 oh, 10-wheeler? What is that? I
2: will tell you in just a second.
1: 260. Oh. 260. Oh. Uh, two, oh. It's going to be steam. That's our steam day. We're going to be raffling off a cab rides in that steam locomotive. We have the whole train to ourselves. Uh, we depart Hollisburg at 9 o'clock uh, and arrive in Roaring Springs at 11.45. We'll put lunch on the train. Then we'll depart at 12.30, Roaring Springs, and arrive back at Hollisburg at 1.15. And then uh, that evening is the uh, banquet. So we, we, I don't have the speaker listed, so I can't tell you who it's going to be. Uh, let me and then look so- at
2: the banquet. Hold on. Let me see if they say who it is. No, they don't say who it's going to be.
1: Well, then, that means it's going to be a surprise, and it's going to be fantastic. So you should need to plan uh, to go to that. Sunday um, is really a departing day, but we do have tickets available on the Western Maryland dinner train, which I've heard is also fantastic. Uh, That train leaves... uh, uh 1130 eleven thirty eleven and thirty. Uh, or eleven fifteen. Yeah, eleven thirty and then arrives in Frostburg at twelve thirty and then uh comes back from Frostburg by one thirty. So on that day, you know, okay. Yeah, two two thirty. You're right. Arrives back. Oh departs Frostburg between 1.15 and one thirty, and arrives back at 2.30. So, a lot of people are catching Amtrak later on that evening, so that that would be a great trip for them. Those that are that are not, you know, uh, uh, made head on out. So, that's Cumberland Rails 2018. You just heard Chris. Go to NRHS.com. You can still get tickets. You can still attend. now um, hotel rooms are the convention hotel at the Ramada Inn is definitely sold out. There's a Fairfield Inn just Three blocks away, you might be able to still get rooms. And then if you bring your own transportation, there are definitely a lot of other affordable hotels within a few miles of of Cumberland uh, down the road that you could stay. So uh, let me go back to a commercial again. I want to thank the APRHF again for um, uh, providing Let's Talk Trains for our listeners and funding Let's Talk Trains. And if you would go join the American Passioner Railroad Heritage Foundation. Uh, you too can support. Let's talk trains and their mission statement over there. So I, did, I just want to make sure they got recognition. Looking yeah. ahead, uh, 2019. Now, we ahead. will
2: be here. We will be here for the first day of this convention because Elizabeth Bobby oh, okay. be and I will be bus hosts for that. We'll be there. On the meeting day, we're going to go ride the Western Maryland Scenic at the regular train fare prices. So if anybody wants to ride the Western Maryland Scenic, come ride with us on that day. Um, All right. Then we're going to be bus hosts down to Romney for the Potomac Eco trip, and then we'll be your bus hosts on the way over to Everett for that trip, and then we leave that night on the Capital Limited. Uh, what day is that that? That would be the Saturday night. So oh, we, won't Saturday? Won't the Saturday. Okay. Yeah, we won't be at the bank. we won't be at the bank. we'll be on Amtrak. Okay. We're going to make sure we get something to eat before we get those boxed lunches. They're going to give us ha 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 oh. ha ha.
1: Oh, I was going to say, are they still? uh they still going to have a dining car at that time, or uh, they uh, be pulled? As that, of or?
2: June first, they have pulled the dining car off although they're wow. going to use the dining car as a first-class lounge car. And what will happen would be coach pass, pa, sleeping car passengers will be given a box lunch to eat. We've already talked about it. We're going to eat something in uh, what you call the Cumberland before we get on the train and yeah. then uh, go to the lounge car immediately and get some Cinnamon rolls and something for breakfast, and then when we get to Union Station, straight up to Gold Coast Dogs to get a real breakfast. Yeah, so we've got it planned.
1: All right. Well, that doesn't sound too sexy, but it sounds like you 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 will be well fed, or you won't. Yes. You won't be malnourished, at least. No, so. we won't. Well, if you don't mind, I like. To move on, I want to I hype up 2019, even though we haven't done 2018 yet, and that is the 150th anniversary of the driving of the Golden Spike, which is going to have a humongous celebration in Ogden and Promontory Summit and Salt Lake City. And there, there, there are no real events to share with you right now, but I can give you kind of a a general outline of what you might expect and to let you know that everybody I talk to is going. And if if you ever want to attend a rail celebration, whether it be NRHS or the other organizations, which I'll mention in a second, this is the one time you may want to make plans, save your money, book your train, book your flight, get a hotel room as soon as they become available. And and so what's happening is on July, uh, what am I saying, May, you know, May 10th was the day. So May 8th through the, the 12th, a lot of organizations are going to convene on either Ogden, Salt Lake, to participate in the 150th anniversary gold spike celebration and um, uh, for the 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 Promontory Summit location. The NRHS plans to be headquartered in Salt Lake City, and we will. Uh, hopefully announce our convention hotel to the public soon so you can go ahead and get a hotel room there. From there, you would ride the, 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 the light rail or the or the uh, commuter rail to Ogden for the celebrations. The city of Ogden is going to have multiple celebrations on the 9th and the 10th and probably through the 11th. It's going to be one massive celebration, as you can imagine. The, The Union Pacific Railroad has announced Big Boy 4014, UP 844 will both be in attendance in Ogden, and they've announced that they they plan to um, butt their locomotives nose to nose in symbolic gesture of what happened of the Golden Spike. I don't think they're going to be out at Promontory Summit, but they'll definitely be in Ogden, and and, yeah, and Big Boy Under Steam is what's going to be the big attraction when that happens. And then, of course, on the tenth, um, it's it's going to be jam packed at Promontory Summit. I'm hearing they're going to have multiple showings, although that's not confirmed. Uh, you can't just drive out there. You're probably going to have to wait and see how they will commute people there, if they will have tickets, and how that process will be. But none of it this will stuff be by bus. has been. Bus, yeah. But They're only going to bus finalized. people to
2: Promontory.
1: Sure, sure. That's what they did in '69, and uh, for the 100th anniversary, and so they'll probably do it again. So, this is where you want to sign up with one of the organizations that I know that are participating. The NRHS is participating. The RLHS, the Railway Locomotive uh, and Locomotive Historical Society, is having a uh, convention. The Southern Pacific a historical and technical society will be there. And the union Pacific historical society, all of these organizations will be having their annual convention during this event. And all of them will have hotels. All of them have activities that'll be planned. Uh, none of this stuff is announced yet, but, but keep watching your railroad fan sites, your uh, stay tuned to the NRHS.com because when this stuff is announced, tickets are going to probably go quickly. Um, as far as what you want to participate in, and there'll probably be so many events that you can't attend everything. I know some real fan friends they they want to see everything, but there's going to be you know we're talk we're not talking five six hundred people, we're talking ten fifteen thousand people will be attending the celebration. Now maybe through the NRHS we may only have five hundred, the RLHS may have two three hundred, UP and SP both may have hundred two hundred each for their. Uh, Activity, but the city of Ogden will be putting on stuff. Union Pacific Railroad will be putting on stuff. Uh, I already know uh, the Chinese uh, workers that built the, the Central Pacific, they have a program that they put together for a week where they're going to bring in the, the Chinese uh, ancestors uh, and, and they're going to celebrate the Gold Spike. So uh, I don't mean to dominate the conversation on this part, but I just want to let you know now that now's the time. To decide if you're going to commit to this thing, get your travel money together, be ready to purchase your travel, your hotel, and whatever the uh, programs will be once they are announced. Now we hope, we hope that the NRHS, RLHS, UP, and SP groups uh, will put everything on one easy site, at least for you to find it. But then from there, it, you'll probably be directed to each individual organization to uh, sign up to their program. So, um, you want to pay attention to that. So, any questions or any input there, Chris or Elizabeth?
2: Well, this is going to be the rail fan event of that year. There will be nothing close to it. And uh, the UP will do the, an outstanding job getting the engines there. Uh, the latest big boy stuffs from Cheyenne is they're moving right along with it. So, it's going to be ready to go. We know the eight four four is ready to go after we chased it last two years ago. And it's just been mm-hmm. it's gonna do one trip up from Cheyenne down to Denver this year basically. Because that's all the mm-hmm. steam crew has time for it to do. But uh Right yeah, it will be the rail fan event of the century.
1: Yes. I, I mean, not just the year, but this is the one of the decade or, you know, the century. It's, uh, it's, I'm telling you, Chris, I'm, I'm hearing people in my chapter, North Texas chapter, telling me, Skip, when are the hotels available? When is this available? I'm going. I'm like, you never go to conventions. Well, I'm going to this one. I mean, everybody's coming to this uh, event. Speaking of yeah. UP, uh, what little we, we've heard from UP, again, I can't confirm this. You might have to go to the UP Steam site, see what's for but um, I, don't, I don't know if Big Boy is going to do it, but they're going to do something from Omaha where they're going to take their sweet time and run uh, a historic train through the communities from Omaha all the way into uh, Cheyenne or Ogden. And it'll, it'll be over several weeks. Uh, I, I'm i just guessing, Chris, and you can give input here. I'm thinking maybe they'll run Big Boy over to Omaha, and they're going to slowly bring Big Boy in that way, no, or maybe, I don't definitely think so. UPA 844 You don't think so? I don't so? think it's. I think they're going
2: to double hit those two engines from Cheyenne over. I think this might be a job for either the E E nines or the Centennial. And to me, the Centennial would make the most sense since it was built in nineteen sixty nine. Sure so
1: that,
2: does. Yeah. So that engine would be now fifty years old and uh well that it, that would be an
1: excellent choice uh to run that it, historic train um yeah well let's let we'll, we'll we'll see hopefully they'll make an announcement well enough time cuz if that train's going to run um you know steam from there and the big boys part of it can you just imagine the madhouse about people trying to follow that thing um yeah of course ed dickens said in his big announcement when he was on the local television station back in uh, uh early June or, or May that, um, you know, once Big Boy appears in Ogden, they plan to bring it around the system at some point. So, hopefully it'll get to Southern California. Well, it has to go to Southern California for that uh, tribute trip for the museum it came from. But yes. I can't wait for it to come to Texas and other parts of the, the, the system, you know. so yep. um, It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot All of right. fun. We've well, we got ten minutes left. Anything
0: else anybody wants to talk about in our last ten minutes? Elizabeth? Uh, I can't think of anything at the moment. Okay. Um, well, we look
1: forward to seeing you in, in, in Cumberland or
0: when you and Chris come. Yes, well, Bob will be there too, so we're looking forward to seeing you as well.
1: Good, good, good. All right. And, uh, let's All right, Chris, well, good job on your trainweb.org slash Chris if anybody wants to Repeat the show and go back and listen to what he's talking about. Just go to trainweb.org forward slash Chris. You'll see read about my trips 2016 through the present. Click on that. And then there's a whole list. you got to go down. You can click it off as you go if you want to go back yep. to, listen to the show if you joined us so late. Work, see all work the photos. Down, work down from up. Down to up. Yeah, people. work down from up. And uh, and at this time, I want to thank Chris for helping me host the Let's Talk Train show a few weeks ago in Saginaw, Texas, where he came to town and he put on two shows for me. He helped host the uh, 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 Let's Talk Trains uh, radio program, Um, uh, and he brought his his buddy Chris from San Pedro, he says it. uh,
0: um,
1: And uh, I really appreciate you coming to 25 Saginaw this past year. You're welcome to come back anytime, Chris. We... Really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, we're
2: planning on coming again next year. I may bring oh, good, another good. one of my friends with me because he wants to come. i right. he all the pictures. Good.
1: Elizabeth, you and Bob are invited to come, too, uh, if y'all want to crash the party.
0: And, Thank uh, you. Well, seeing you know, as how I mean, that will be see a little more about couple of that, weeks is, after the convention, I doubt we will be making it. That's true. Well Elizabeth, true. Already, there's
2: all that nice me. light rail and new train service are gonna be still building yeah, in that's Texas. Right. right.
0: That's well, right.
1: We'll have to. So it's, Well I will yeah. tell you what Elizabeth, uh I I don't know if you're an active member of the NRHS or Bob is, but uh I assume you are. Uh, we're yeah. having our um uh uh NRHS conference, winter conference in Dallas Fort Worth, uh second week in November twenty nineteen. And that might be a good time to, to come on down the, to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we can show you around, and we're going to ride the new light rail that Chris is talking about. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can that's something to consider. Uh, yeah. And that would be just a, a few days, not a whole uh, – well, that's the same thing, weekend, just like 24 hours Saginaw. So Right. All yeah, right, guys. I don't know when our next Let's Talk Train show will be, but this was fun. Um, hopefully we can do it again soon. Um, I think we
2: should do it again soon. Maybe after our convention, we'll do it.
1: I like this Wednesday evening time slot, personally. Um, Yeah, I do, too. Saturdays are always horrible for me. And um, if y'all want to come back again next week or, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, on a Wednesday evening, I'd I'd be glad. to. I
2: tell you what, why don't we plan on it for sure after the convention's over?
1: Sure, let's do that.
2: that yeah, that's good idea. Committee. Because
0: yeah. uh, just to let you know, I am now a director on the board of the Fraser Valley Heritage Railway in Surrey, British Columbia, and we have awesome. monthly meetings on the first Wednesday of each month. So, okay, so we know well, it's not be, in,
2: right. it Would it be the first Wednesday? It would be like the third Wednesday.
0: Okay, that yeah. that In okay. I
2: can give give you the date. Because right. That'd, yeah, that'd here we good. go. It would be yes, August fifteenth. August I get home on August right, so, the fourteenth. So, right. all right. Yeah. As I'm coming back. All right. Let's plan on
1: it. Unless something else pops up, uh, we all plan to be back August fifteenth and talk about the Cumberland Rails 2018 convention okay. on the Lex- and, we,
2: range. and we will do it. So, okay, guys.
1: Thanks okay. a lot for everything. All right. I'm going to say goodbye, and we'll just go ahead and sign off a few minutes early. All right. Bye, okay. Chris. Bye. bye.
2: Bye, Elizabeth. Bye, bye. And uh, bye, bye. Skip. Good show. Elizabeth. Bye-bye.
0: Elizabeth. Bye. 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 All right. So
1: uh, I'm left. Just a couple minutes left. Thank you, guys. If you've still been hanging on and you hung on to this show, we don't have commercials. We don't have, um, you know, a lot going on to to, to share with you. But uh, we appreciate you listening. If you did, uh, if you listened to the, to, to the replay, we appreciate you listening to the replay. And as you heard, we hope to come back uh, maybe sooner, but definitely by August 15th, you'll hear another Let's Talk Train show. And uh, with that, You guys take care, happy rails to you, and goodbye.